0: The impulse behind this book is specifically philosophical, which is a way of saying that the circumstances of my life have been such that it mattered enormously to me to find an accurate way of talking about our relationships with domestic animals. It mattered to me as a dog and horse trainer for what I hope are obvious reasons. When you are incoherent in your notions about an animal you are working with, things do not go so well with the animal. And an animal trainer is a person who can't help but be uneasy about such a state of affairs, whether or not she-he has the linguistic wherewithal to articulate the problem and the solution properly. If I had remained firmly within the worlds of discourse provided by the stable and the kennel, I might have been content, not because there is no philosophy in those worlds, but because there is such a rich and ever-changing web of philosophies when good trainers talk and write. These philosophies remember and speak to their sources in the thought of the past, and are, unlike the general run of philosophies, continually tested and either reaffirmed or revised, since the world of the genuinely good dog or horse trainer is one in which reality is quite clearly, as Wallace Stevens had it, an activity of the most august imagination. However, my temperament regularly led me away from the kennel and tack room, to university libraries and cafeterias, laboratories, and classrooms. The result was that, for some years, I uneasily inhabited at least two completely different worlds of discourse, each using a group of languages that were inter-translatable. Dog trainers can talk to horse trainers, and philosophers can talk to linguists and psychologists, but dog trainers and philosophers can't make much sense of each other. Philosophers and linguists may have sometimes thought they found each other incomprehensible, but their quarrels were usually about the interior decoration of the house of intellect and not about the fundamental structural principles. Because I had learned to talk, more or less, in both worlds, I was intensely alert to the implications of Wittgenstein's remark, To imagine a language is to imagine a form of life.